lets you save September 11th happened, which we all know, I mean, it impacted every single American. But for those of us with loved ones in the military, it was a game changer. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. We are super excited to have Vicki on as a guest. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Vicki. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Drew. It is our pleasure. I'm excited to get to get into this interview. Why don't we start off with who you are and what you do? That's probably the best way to get going. Okay. Well, um, I'm Vicki Cody. I'm an author. Um, actually, I was an Army wife for 33 years, and now both of our sons are serving in the military. And that's really the reason I started writing books about Army life. And so it's been a very exciting life. And I just felt a need to put it down in writing and, and share experiences with other people. So, And wh- why did you feel like that was something you wanted to share? Well, there were so many times throughout the, the whole journey as an Army wife. And, and actually, I met my husband when he was a cadet at West Point, and we got married six years later and experienced a deployment, even had to cancel the wedding at one point because it was the very end of of the Vietnam War during during that time. And I knew early on that our life was was so different from our siblings, our friends back home. We're both from small towns in Vermont. Um, And so we got married and began this journey um, of Army life. And I just never dreamed where it would take us. And I was with him from the time he was a lieutenant all the way to four-star general. And in the meantime, we had two sons, raised them, and they both decided to follow in their dad's footsteps. And there were just so many times when I felt like our our life was extraordinary and, and so unique and stressful and challenging, but also these great, great moments. And we met so many people along the way. And so I think I was always formulating it in my mind that I wanted to write this down, but there was just never time. I was so busy living life. And I I tell people now that it really was the events of September 11th, 2001, that set me on this path of finally deciding, you know what, I've got stuff. I need to write about this. When September 11th happened, my husband was the commanding general of the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And so he was a two-star general. Both of our sons 
sons were just barely beginning their army careers. One was still in college. One was in helicopter flight school. September 11th happened, which we all know, I mean, it impacted every single American. But for those of us with loved ones in the military, it was a game changer. I mean, that day I realized it wasn't just going to impact my husband. It was going to impact our sons. And our oldest son, the one that was in flight school, actually called his dad the next day and said, Dad, I know you're you're going to war and I want to go with you. Get me to the 101st. So, gosh, that just set off this whole chain reaction. Our son came to the 101st. Within a couple of months, he was on a plane headed to Afghanistan for combat. And so that was when I started to think, holy crap, <laughs> you know, I've been doing it all these years with my husband. And I I knew the deal. I could I could live with that. I we had been through deployments, we had been through all the ups and downs and we had come out just fine and and I thought, okay, I can do this, but it was a whole other ball game when it was our sons. And that began this cycle of deployments for both of our sons. Our younger son ended up going to flight school. At at one point I had both boys in Iraq in the same unit flying Apache helicopters. My husband was one of the top generals in the army. So the first thing I wrote actually was a booklet for families of soldiers because I felt like there was nothing out there to guide people. You know, we were embroiled in this war um, and, it, and it was obvious to me that it wasn't going to end anytime soon. So I, I wrote this little booklet, like a 64-page booklet to kind of guide parents through deployments, just the army in general. And it was so well-received and it just really sparked something in me then that I thought, you know what, I am going to write the whole story. So after that, a few years later, I wrote Army Wife, my first memoir that was all about our, our life as in the Army. And then most recently, I wrote the book Fly Safe that's based on the letters that my husband wrote me in Desert Storm. So, What was it like when you had your kids that they wanted to be in the military? Did you not want that? Or were no, you for no, that? No, that's what's so crazy. I was so into that. It was like, this is this was our way of life. And like I said, you know, we had lived through all this stuff and it had been really, really a great life, you know, in spite of all those challenges. And, and you know what, I'm going to touch on that in just a minute. But, you know, through all of it, it was great. So it was very natural when our both sons started saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to do what dad does. I want to fly, hel- you know, Apache helicopters. So my husband and I, we we were like so proud. It's like, wow, this is just great. But then September 11th happened. You know, I kept thinking, oh, the boys will go in the army. They'll have nice little careers. So they'll fly helicopters. I'm not going to worry about that. You know, their dad's been doing it. But the combat is what changed it right out of flight school. My kids were going and we're talking six tours in Iraq and Afghanistan for the older one and three tours for the younger one. I have to say it is a whole other level of stress worry, fear when it's your kids, because I still saw them as my my little boys, you know, and I always felt like my husband was indestructible. Nothing was going to happen to him. But when it was our sons and even my husband felt the same way, it was suddenly 
we just looked at each other. There were so many times during the initial war in in Iraq and, and our boys were there. We had no word from them. We couldn't find out what was going on. And, you know, it didn't matter that my husband was a four-star general, that we had been doing this for 25, 30 years. In that moment, we were just parents of soldiers and we feared for their safety. And so, yeah, it, it was, it's been a whole other ball game and our sons are still doing it and I'm still worried. <laughs> about them. <laughs> how, how do you deal with that stress? Like, I could not imagine what that would be like as a parent. I'm a new parent. <laughs> Everything right. worries me. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But like in a situation like that, my gosh, how would you, de- how do you deal with that? Well, so, you know, all my years as an army wife and, and my husband did quite a few dangerous <laughs> and courageous things in his career. And he was always pushing the envelope in, in helicopters and, and what he was doing. I learned early on to, I was going to have to compartmentalize. I could not day to day just live with the fear that something was going to happen to my husband and then eventually, you know, with our sons. So I had learned that early on. And I also am am one of those people, maybe by nature, but certainly the nature of, of this business. Um, time and time again, I was tested and kind of backed into a corner where I had to like let it go and either rely on my faith in, in God. God or my faith in my husband because I could not control the outcome. It, you know, it was going to happen, whatever. I had to just go along with it, but I had to figure out ways and I became, I think, pretty good at it where I adapted to the situation. Once we had kids, I knew they were the most important thing. I had to take good care of them. I couldn't be sitting around all day worrying about what their dad was doing. I had to live life, raise these kids, and and maybe that's why they they did well with it all and chose to do it themselves. But I, I learned to um, not only compartmentalize, but face those challenges head on and have something good come out of it. And I would say the good that came out of our son's deployments was that I started writing and sharing these experiences with others so that it would help them, give them something to relate to. But at the same time, I love to reach um, non-military readers, people that really have no affiliation with the military, maybe don't know much about it, and they read my stories and my books, and, and suddenly they come away with a whole new perspective about what it's like to serve in the military, what it's like for the families back home. Um, I like to just give a, a glimpse into this way of life. So that's what helped me deal with with our sons being in the military um, and just always, you know, looking for that silver lining. And there, there's always a silver lining, you know? I mean, it's like when you go through things, you know, challenges and, and overcome hurdles, to me, life Life is so much sweeter on the other side. I mean, I, my husband and I, we just celebrated 47 years of marriage. Congratulations. We're as happy as can be. We, <laughs> we feel so fortunate that we are living this life and he's semi-retired now and we have the time and the means to travel and do a lot of different things. And I just think we appreciate life so much more. What is it like coming back from something like that? You can speak through your husband, through your kids. We only know our audience like only knows through movies and maybe books like yours, but what is it like from them coming back through such, well, I don't know what you'd call it, trauma, stress, excitement? Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I noticed that like each time they would come home, you know, with my husband, it was different. It was more of the 
oh my gosh, you know, it, it was like, that's my soulmate, you know, and he's, he's coming home and, and there's this honeymoon period where you're just like, so, you know, glad to be together. And, um, and then reality sets in and, and we would always go through this period of reintegration where, you know, there were the little power struggles over things and we had to work through issues. It wasn't always, you know, smooth sailing, but we would get through it. So obviously with our sons, it wasn't like that. It was just, I was just so glad to wrap my arms around them each time they got off that plane after a deployment. Um, And then what I noticed was like a day or two after the fact, I would just have like a meltdown where I would be crying for absolutely no reason. And I remember our son, you know, saying, Mom, why are you crying? I'm home. I'm safe. I said, Clint, you don't understand the emotion for nine months. Well, sometimes it was 12 months. For 12 months, having all that stress, all that emotion locked inside of me and trying really hard to be strong and, and not cave into it. Then they come home and it's like, where do you put that energy? So I would always have like a meltdown where I would cry and it was, it was happiness, obviously. Um, my kids were okay, but it was like, okay, now what do I do with it, this energy? Because for all those months I had been focused on, I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to support other families. I'm going to do what I can. Um, you know, and my husband was in this high position where he and I were actually traveling around the country to different posts and and meeting with families and spouses and soldiers. And I always wanted to be that role model that they could all look to. And then it would just kind of come crashing down after the fact. Then then it would be like within a week or two, it was like it had never happened. You know, you just bounce back to normal life. How close is the lifestyle you live to Hollywood movies? Do they do a good job? Is it accurate or is it completely fabricated? Well, I haven't seen anything good in a while. And I have I've always wanted to write a screenplay for one of or both of my books and and really get it right. Um, there was a TV show, I don't know, about 10 years ago called Army Wives. And that show started out really good. And then after a while, I felt like it was like total Hollywood. It was like it wasn't real at all. <laughs> right. So I would love to be the one that brings that to life. <laughs> so that would be a goal for you moving forward to see if you I can would love to do that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I just think about like, I, I really enjoy I really enjoy those type of movies. I really enjoy mm-hmm. the, the military, like Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, yeah. American. Well, sniper those oh gosh yeah those movies yes okay you're right and and black hawk down i mean my my husband was part of that unit he didn't go on the mission but he had trained the special operations pilots he was their commander the year leading up to that oh man that was so hard to watch that because those were those were people we knew that that got killed that that was rough but that was very brutally honest and saving private ryan too with you know with his own spin on it which do you guys watch mili- those type of movies i don't know yeah, what you call them we love it yeah you yeah. both watch those movies oh yes over okay. over yeah <laughs> yeah as hard as it is sometimes you know you it's yeah because i'm we're always looking to see did they get it right okay yeah, i'm glad you mentioned those two movies i was thinking more of like fictional type movies from the past that were about the war and they're very romantic and glamorized <laughs> <laughs> how about mash do you remember that one? Oh yeah we used to watch that <laughs> probably too young you probably weren't born yet <laughs> i don't remember mesh that well i just remember it was on <laughs> <laughs> okay 
I'm interested to know, so you traveled quite a bit. Yes. What was, tell us about some of your favorite places, maybe a favorite story you have from where you've been. Well, uh, first of all, we, we started out in Hawaii when we first got married. So that was, that was pretty awesome to live in Hawaii. Um, and then at one point in like 1987, 1988, we lived in Seoul, Korea. That was super interesting. And then, you know, most of the, the assignments, a lot of the army posts are in kind of out of the way places like Fort Hood, Texas. It's like in Colleen, Texas and Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And what I always found was it wasn't always the location. It, it was always the people. You know, we would live on an army post surrounded by other army families. Our kids grew up in these neighborhoods where all the dads and then later on there were some moms that were in the military, but certainly all their friends' dads were. We were surrounded by people that were living the same life as us. And we have these lifelong friends that we still get together with. Um, so it was always those experiences. It wasn't so much anything real glamorous, except Hawaii was. Um, and then when my husband was the vice chief of staff and during the war years, I traveled with him uh, wherever the, there was a, an army post that had soldiers deployed. So we went to Alaska, Hawaii, I mean, all over the United States, and we would meet with the families and it would be, those meetings would stay with us. Sometimes I, I still get choked up. I remember being at Fort Carson, Colorado, and we were meeting with these spouses, and they were so worn out. Their their soldier husbands were on their second and third deployments to Iraq. And right after we left there, some of those soldiers were killed. And it just, it broke my heart because we had met those, we had just been with those wives, and I knew that they were getting notified. That was the hard hardest thing I ever went through with my husband. I, it was hard because our sons were deployed too. And so I would look at these young wives and I would think about our daughter-in-laws and if that happened to us. You know, you can't help but put yourself in their shoes. But I, I remember those experiences so vividly. And, you know, my hope is that somehow my husband and I, by meeting with them and by having some credibility because we had sons deployed, my hope is that, that we help them in some way um, that we touched their lives. How are they notified? Because you see it in the you see it in the movies, and then that's all I can reference, I guess. Yeah. But are they uh, notified? Someone well, comes, knocks on their door. Yeah. If it's if it's a if it's a death, it, it's they come in person. Um, if it's an injury, they get called. Um, and again, my husband and I have been part of those over the years too. Um, I mean, early on, we, you know, when we were just like, had only been married a couple of years, right after my husband went to flight school, we started losing friends in helicopter accidents. And I can't tell you how many times we sat with a young wife whose husband had just been killed. And it was somebody we knew very well. Um, that That's the rough side of military life. And, you know, it's not always in combat. It can be training accidents. You know, I've had to be part of those where the chaplain asked me to go and we made notifications. Yeah. That's got to be tough. It is. It really is. Yeah. Were you able to get a chance to meet any presidents throughout your travels? Yes. <laughs> um, first of all, in like during Desert Storm, when my husband was, was over in Desert Storm, I got to meet Barbara Bush, um, President Bush's wife. She came to Fort Campbell and I, I got to meet her personally. Then um, later, we got to meet President George W. Bush and Laura Bush um, a couple of times. They actually came to Fort Campbell right after September 11th and spent the day with us right before Thanksgiving. And 
Um, that was a memorable occasion. And then once my husband was stationed here at the Pentagon, we got to go to the White House um, numerous times. It was always with when the Bush, when George Bush was in office. So is, is your husband at the Pentagon now or was he? Well, he's, he's retired, Drew. He retired in 2008 and then had 10 years in the corporate world. And then about a year ago, the Pentagon called him back and said, asked him to be a senior mentor for the chief of staff and the senior army staff. So he worked his way back in because he can never give it up. But he's now wearing a suit. So he's a <laughs> civilian at the Pentagon. And he says he works part time, but it's not. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, if he loves it and he still has so much to give. So you know what? If he wants to do it, I'm fine with that. So, yeah, That's he great. still has his, his finger on the pulse. <laughs> so then for you guys, are you going in and out of them? I'm trying to get to the security. Like if you're seeing presidents and you're going to the Pentagon, is there extensive security just to get into these places? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, my husband, because of who he, he is, you know, I have access to a lot of, of those things. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of security. And actually, uh, one of our sons is at the Pentagon right now. Um, and his office is just down the hall from my husband's little cubicle. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Um, and our older son was at the Pentagon last year. Um but yeah, we haven't been to the White House lately. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of security. But, you know, my husband always has like a top, top secret clearance. So, you know, he's good to go anywhere. So is that is that concerning for you as a wife or spouse to know that, you know, you have that top level security. There's got to be some information that can't be shared. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, not not so much now, but all, the years when he was still on active duty, yes, you know, and there were years when he was in special operations units. Um, oh, geez, that was hard for me because I'm a talker, um, and he would always <laughs> say to me, "Vicky, you cannot say a word about this." So a lot of stuff he he just didn't tell me. There there's some little gaps in our marriage. Um, when he was off doing really um, high-level clandestine operations, and I had to just find out about it after the fact. And actually, when I wrote this last book, Fly Safe, um, the one about the Gulf War, my husband, he had this huge mission. Um, he ended up, he fired the first shots of the war. So it was this top, top secret um, mission. And of course, when he came home, I knew all about it. And I'd read about it in the papers and I read about it in the history books and everything. But it wasn't until I started um, writing my version of it. And I talked to some of his former pilots and, you know, I wanted to get, because my husband would say, Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was no big deal. So I talked to other people. And when they gave me the skinny on it, I mean, it was some hair raising stuff. And it's like 30 years after the fact, I'm finding out just how dangerous that mission was. And I could have been writing a whole other story if it had, you know, turned out different. But um, probably better you didn't know about it then. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> What's your? I know this is a. Uh, I've written a, a few books myself. This is the hardest oh. question I can ask. If there's one specific part that you wanted, you wanted to make sure that your readers read. What would that be? 
Well, okay, it would it would be the chapter on his mission when he goes to do this thing that any number of things could have happened and he wouldn't have come back. Um, but I would, you know what the best part was when I decided to write it, I hadn't looked at the letters in so long. Um, he wrote 94 letters to me while he was gone those 10 months. And this is a guy that was really busy. He was commanding a unit. I don't know how he found the time, but I reread all the letters from start to finish all in one sitting. And what I came away with was how much he he loved me, how much he loves me. And I wish that I had read those letters. You know, the times when we're in one of those lulls where it's kind of like, you know, not that it was that routine, but, you know, when maybe you don't feel appreciated, maybe you don't know that what you're doing for your husband and your family is important. Well, I read those letters and in every single letter, he told me how proud he was of me how thankful that I stayed with him, stayed the course through this crazy life. And it was like, wow, you know, it was pretty amazing to me. It was an eye opener. I always knew, I mean, he's always been demonstrative, but way more personal in these letters. And this was back when we'd only been married 15 years. So I came away with it thinking, I am like the luckiest person in the world, and I know he is too because I feel the same way about him. But it was like really good to do that at this point in our lives. And as I would write chapters and have him read the chapters, that was the other thing that was really eye-opening. He would look at me and he'd say, Vicki, I didn't realize what I put you through. I had no idea what it was like for you. But when he read, well, both books were an eye-opener for him to see my perspective. So I, I think that was the best part about writing both books and certainly the most recent book. Sounds like you guys are still very much in love. I think that's rare, yeah, uh, especially we, this we day and age. Very, what very is, connected. Do you have any advice for any of our young couples that might appreciate some words? I, I always tell people, you know, stay the course if you can. You know, it wasn't always smooth sailing. There were times when my husband drove me nuts or when we had to move to another place and I didn't really want to and and but it was important to him and you know we started out very much in love we dated for 6 years we knew going into it that we really did love each other it wasn't like you know just a passing thing so we always had that to fall back on so even during the times when it was rough and and reintegration after he'd come back from something and I would think wow we're never going to get back on track just by staying true to each other and communicating and the original premise that we married each other for love, it gets you through everything. And then it's like now we look back and we think, wow, we are so lucky that we have all this history with each other. And we raised two good kids and they seem to be happily married. They've got a couple of little boys each, you know, we have four grandsons. Um, I just always say, you know, it's not... You don't get to script your life. You don't get to say, oh, our marriage is going to be perfect from start to finish. If somebody had told me going into this what we were going to face and what we were going to overcome, well, I, Drew, I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have <laughs> stayed in a small town Vermont, you know? 
but but oh my gosh, what a, what an extraordinary roller coaster ride it's been, and the joys and the pride have so outweighed any of the challenges. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade any of it, none of it. it it's all been amazing. It's fantastic, Vicky. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to cover? No, I think uh, Drew. I think you asked all the the good questions. You certainly let me talk a lot. Um, no, I I feel like um, well, you know what I would say too. My books aren't just for military people. Honestly, I talk about all these things in very universal terms, I think, and my books are entertaining. I hope that civilian readers will will give my books a chance because it's not just for army wives or army spouses and military people. All right. And then so if someone wants to purchase your books or do you, do you offer any other services or is it specifically books that you sell? Books, um, you know, I I do get asked to speak um, at things. I do, I love to talk about this way of life as well, and so I'm always agreeable if if someone is having some kind of an event and they want me to speak. Um, I have a website, um, Vicky Cody V I C K I C O D Y dot com. You can find out all about me, my books. Uh, my books are available everywhere, wherever books are sold. Uh, certainly on Amazon, but you know. Check out your local indie bookstore. They can order them. Um, yeah, so um, vickycody.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vicky. I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story with us. Well, thank you, Drew. It's been my pleasure. It was fun. Thanks. You're All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.